Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and as always, here the last 16 months, flying solo. Still looking forward to having Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church back in studio with me one day. And I think it's closer now than it's ever been, so I'm hoping that means uh, here in the next month or so. But we'll have to see about that. My next guest, and, and if you listen to the show a lot, you know if I've got a baseball guy on and I say, hey, look, you want to get up in the mound and throw a batting practice, you better bring a lot of balls because I'm going to take you deep. You want to have football guys, you know, all the smack talk for an old 61-year-old grandfather of four. Can't back any of it up. I can't say anything to Sarah Bradley Young. I'm not talking smack when it comes to golf at all. So I just, I'm just going to say, look, I, I have too much respect for, for how bad I am at that game to talk any smack at all. Our guest for the entire hour today. She is Sarah Bradley Young, Director of College Women's Ministry for Global Golf. Sarah, how are you doing today? Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, weather, summer in Wisconsin. We get it for about four weeks, and then blizzards come, so not bad. <laughs> not bad. The golf courses, I'm sure, are packed with those boys that play a lot of golf. If I was any good at it, Sarah, I would play. And I just, I can't figure the game out. I've all, I've been okay. Eye-hand coordination, right? i Pretty good softball, pretty good baseball player. Basketball, I can hit a jump shot once in a while. I can throw a football, all that. When it comes to golf, it gets right into my head, into my kitchen, and it <laughs> rattles the canned goods, Sarah, and I can't figure the game out. Yeah, it's a, it's a game for life, though, Mike. <laughs> so once you start, you'll be playing forever. Well, no, I've tried. I've tried. I, You know, I always have to end up going and buying more balls because I – Sarah, my sister, who was the, the one of the – there's six McGivern kids in this family. My sister, Colleen, was one of the two that was very non-athletic, didn't like sports, didn't care about sports, didn't play sports, but her husband loves golf. So Colleen mm-hmm. said, look, if I want to spend more time with my husband, I'm going to learn this game. So she went out, and they, they, they are part of a, a country club here in, in uh, southeast Wisconsin, and she took lessons, and she got really good. 
And she, Sarah, she hits the ball 150 yards straight down the middle of the fairway. She chips it to the green and she puts it and goes to the next, the next tee box. Amazing. I get to see the whole course. I get to see the water. I get to see the woods. I, she's very boring to play with because she just doesn't really see much of the golf course. That's what I tell her anyway. But she she has gotten this really nice, easy swing, keeps her head down. Everything is really good and hits the ball consistently 150 right down the middle of the fairway. Good on it. Not bad, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> so, hey, when when you were playing at your at your peak, at your peak, what was a good drive for you? How far could you hit hit one? Uh, I was never a really long hitter. My I reckon around two fifty. Man. Um, and honestly, I stopped playing competitive golf in two thousand and fourteen. Uh, 2013, and I can tell you, these girls hit it so far today. Um, it's a mixture of really good, really good uh, strength. They've got great conditioning, but also uh, technology is coming uh, coming along and, and leaps and bounds. Hey, Sarah, and that part of of um, of the game that you love, I think, has really changed a lot with the technology. Correct, and then. Um, also, the the nutritional side and the idea of getting in the weight room and and get being fit and and getting stronger. There there's so many ways now. It depending on what sport it used to be. You go in and you you know you do curls and you do bench presses and you do stuff like that. You don't have to do that stuff anymore to to get really strong and have you know a quicker. Obviously, if 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 your shoulders are are stronger and you have a quicker you know, a quicker swing if that's what you're looking to do. There's so many ways to get better and to be a better athlete when it comes to golf than there were, say, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. These girls are athletes. Um, and and it's a long time on your feet mentally, I think, um, through them being fit athletically as well, it makes them mentally strong. Um, and, and you hear that when you're kind of average club golfer for a male, if he watches... Um, the LPGA, like the ladies' professional golf, or any any woman golfer play golf, their tempo helps them. So that's a good little tip for your listeners. Very much. Go so. watch some women's golf if you want to improve your improve your swing. And, um, and I tell guys if they want to improve to be like for for kids to be a better basketball player, don't watch the NBA. Watch the WNBA because mm-hmm. you know what? Fundamentally, it's just a different game. You know, they dribble the ball a little bit better. They get in gaps and kick to the open person, and they box out, actually. They actually box out, and I don't know if they do that much in the NBA anymore, so I would agree with you. Hey, Sarah, so people that have been with us here the first few minutes understand that um, you are not from Wisconsin, and I just <laughs> want to talk a little bit about where you grew up and how you ended up coming to the United States. Okay, so I am originally from New Zealand. If anyone's been trying to guess where this accent is from, quite often I get England or Australia. But uh, I'm from New Zealand. I, I grew up there. My family still still live in New Zealand. Um, I'm one of four girls. I have a twin sister. Her name is Lauren. And uh, we're the youngest. And so I grew up uh, an avid soccer fan actually my dad he's from northern ireland in belfast and he convinced me from a very young age that i had the talent and i had what it took to um, be on the manchester united soccer team so that's what i trained for every day was was my soccer until uh the age of 12 i was in a um i, I crashed my bike while i was giving my twin sister a race home from school and i split my kneecap in half and I remember sitting crying in my uh, surgeon's office when he told me that I couldn't play soccer anymore. And then I asked him, well, what can I play? And he was like, well, you could you could play golf. <laughs> I was like, golf? Golf? Who plays golf? What is golf? No way, I'm not playing golf. But my competitive spirit overtook me. Um, and so I picked up a golf club, and the rest is kind of history, actually. Um, I represented New Zealand um, a few years after the beginning, um, and that's when I first came across my first ever American golfer uh, when we were playing the Junior World Championships in Fiji, and her name was Tiffany Joe. She now plays on the LPGA, and 
she told me about college in America, and I got really excited at the idea of, you know, I could go live in America and, and go to college. Um, so I continued playing golf in New Zealand, and um, when I was 19 years old, I was playing in Australia um, for our national team, and I had met the head golf coach at Oklahoma State University, and she offered me a scholarship uh, to Oklahoma State, and I said, well, that sounds like a great idea. So I went home to New Zealand, and I said, hey, Mum and Dad, I'm, I'm moving to America in August. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I boarded a plane three or four months later, um, asked the woman on the, on the plane next to me where Oklahoma was and how close the nearest beach would be. And she quickly told me that um, there are no, there's no beach in Oklahoma, <laughs> which was a bit of a shock to me. Um, considering I was moving to Stillwater, Oklahoma. So I just thought that there must be lots of water in Oklahoma. Um, but, yeah, I was shocked when I landed on this um, on a plane of, of red dirt. And, um, yeah, culture shock, to say the least, but really life-changing, a great experience. Uh, Sarah, I sure wish my co-host was here. My, my co-host before COVID, and he's the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, where I go to church. He is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Booner Sooner, man. He just, not a big state fan, but loves Oklahoma, loves uh, yeah, the, the Oklahoma University, loves their football program, loves their basketball program, but he grew up in Tulsa. And uh, okay. yeah, he would, um, I would not be able to get a word in edgewise because he'd say, hey, have you been to this restaurant? Have you been to this church? Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Our special guest for the entire hour today, she is Sarah Bradley Young, Director of College Women's Ministry for Global Golf. As we talk with Sarah, uh, globalgolforg.org. Globalgolforg.org is their website. You can follow her on Twitter at Sarah Global Golf. And I can tell, tell you a little bit about this uh, Global Golf, and, and I found them. Um, I was, you know, at the office one of these mornings, and I don't sleep a whole lot at times, and I came in and the funnel started to get a little bit thin on Guests for Faith in the Zone, and that's the toughest part. If, if anybody ever wonders what what's the hardest part of doing Faith in the Zone, two things. One, finding guests that are willing to get up on the mountaintop with us a little bit, and two, every time I come in here, there's something the matter with the computer, only when I come in for Faith in the Zone. <laughs> I come in and do my Nary show, my the home improvement part, the youth sports show, high school sports show. Everything works out, bing, no problem. I walk in. I, I there wasn't anybody else in here. I did. T I recorded a couple of shows last night, and I came in and nothing's changed, but it didn't work. And I had to bring somebody else in who hit a couple buttons and and it worked. Those are the tough things. So I thank Sarah. I found them as I just went on uh, Golf Ministries. You know, golf. Golf professional Christians, you know, I start Googling things and was very interested in meeting Sarah Bradley Young because of her her entire story. And I've done some research um, on her and, and and global golf. And I look forward to talking a lot about this uh, this mission that she is on. This is her ministry. There's no doubt in my mind. The mission of global golf is to understand the mindset, soul, and life of those on tour retired from the tour or perhaps about to be on the tour and to offer a professional, a personal, excuse me, to offer a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So when a company is willing to put their mission right on the front of their website, I get encouraged by that because they're not running from who they are. What their, what their entire mission is, is look, let's, let's get a personal relationship for these people that are in and around golf with Jesus Christ. This includes encouraging those in the golfing community to reach their full potential as athletes and, more important, to follow Jesus Christ. What a great mission statement, and I can't wait to dig more into how she's doing that. And, again, she is Sarah Bradley Young. When you go on that website, globalgolforg.org, if you're feeling led to help Sarah, and, and we'll find out later in the show how, how this is being funded um, and how does she, you know, make a living doing this, which is a very difficult thing. She stepped out by pure faith. And she's about to have her firstborn, by the way. Your first child is coming soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, how soon? Um, in July. Okay. So 
what, maybe six weeks away, I think. Getting, man, getting close. Is the room ready? No. No. What is your, <laughs> sir, I've, I've, what is your husband's name? I was with my baby before this one no. came along. What is your husband's, <laughs> what's, your husband's, what's your husband's name? His name is Kyle. So, uh, Young Kyle, got to get going on that room. I'm just telling you. Hey, last question. Your twin yeah. sister, how how did she take the news when you said back in the day, hey, I'm, I'm moving to America in a few weeks? Uh, Lauren's really interesting. So we're mirror image twins. She's left-handed. I'm right-handed. Um, we had been through a lot together as it was. So she's an artist and a creative. Um, so it was kind of no shock to her. We're both kind of each other's encouragement to to be a go-getter um my life drastically changed when i came to college because i didn't grow up in a in a, in a christian family and so um there's been a lot of cultural changes between my life in new zealand my life here in america and i think that's been a sometimes it's been quite tough for both lauren and i because we live in completely different worlds right now right but we're incredibly close um, I I love her so much. So and I'm and I'm thankful that um, we chose her to be to be my my twin sister. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, she is Sarah Bradley Young. Um, grew up in New Zealand and uh, moved uh, to play to play college uh, to play college golf. I was going to say soccer. Um, to play college mm-hmm. golf is is your da- is your dad still with us? Yes, he is. I I bet he just was as mm-hmm. proud of you. Um, how good you got in golf as he would have if you had played for Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, that's yeah. I, I love that. And the fact that he's an Irish boy from Belfast, I like that even even more. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, stick around because Sarah's testimony is um, is really strong. And I can tell you that my favorite segment in Faith in the Zone is always the second segment because everybody who's on the show has a story. And their story's just, uh, you know, I'm no longer that tough Irish kid from the east side of Milwaukee because these always uh, get me very emotional. That's for sure. She, she is Sarah Bradley Young. Again, you can follow her on Twitter at Sarah Global, at Sarah Global Golf. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and our special guest for the entire hour, she's the Director of College Women's Ministry for Global Golf. She is Sarah Bradley Young. She is originally from New Zealand and ended up in Oklahoma thinking she was going to be on the beach in Stillwater. Well, she found out pretty quick that that was not going to happen. Um, Sarah, the second segment, like I talked about at the end of the first segment, is, is definitely my favorite segment of Faith in the Zone. And if you would, would you be willing to, to share your testimony with us, please? Absolutely, Mark. So 2006, uh, as a 19-year-old uh, coming from New Zealand with dreams to go play on the LPGA, I, uh, I, I kind of left my parents, my parents' home thinking that I had a plan for my life. Um, and then that plan kind of took a different, a different twist when I landed in Stillwater. I landed at... I still think one of the best golf programs in the nation. Um, I landed it in Stillwater, Carson Creek. If anyone's ever seen it on TV, they play national championships there. Um, it really is just kind of the golf mecca and, and the, uh, just the home of college golf, I feel like. Well, so I arrived there and I was living the stream. And I had a great freshman year. Things went, were going pretty well. Um, and then as I started going and getting into my sophomore year, I started pushing a little bit harder. I maybe got into a, uh, into a wrong group of friends. You know, when you're playing college golf or any type of any type of elite sport, that becomes your identity pretty quick. And things weren't going great with my golf, and I started finding other ways to um, get my fulfillment and identity. Um, and just kind of my happiness met. I made some pretty poor decisions and um, ended up up with a fake ID in my hand. Um, And I actually got arrested for for a fake ID probably in about October. Um, 
October 2007. And I often think back to decisions that you make in your life, and then there are decisions that you make that kind of stick with you for a, a very long time. And this is probably one one that I made. Um, being from New Zealand, it's not the smartest idea, being an international student and using a fake ID, because of the implications it has on, on your visa status. Um, so anyway, I was embarrassed, and uh, I assured my coaches that nothing you know, that I'd come back better and stronger and that I wouldn't do this again. Um, and so I got given some community service hours. Um, I continued playing golf for my team, and I started, like, working really, really hard to make sure that um, I wasn't that person. You know, I could come back better than I had before I kind of – all the all the wheels came off. Sure. Um, so I went home to New Zealand um, – and, well, actually, part of the story was is I, I was given these community service hours and I was working at the Salvation Army and I w- would have people, people crossing my path at moments where I was feeling really sorry for myself and um, tell me about Jesus. And I was just like, yeah, like, I live on the Bible about people are going to tell me about Jesus, you know, <laughs> like um, being in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, so I went to my supervisor, um, it was the day before I was to fly home to New Zealand and I said to her, Hey, um, I'm going home to New Zealand tomorrow for Christmas. I'm going to be back in, in January so I can complete my community service hours. Um, just so you know, I am coming back. And she signed off my piece of paper and she was like, Oh honey, you've been the best worker we've ever had. You haven't stolen anything. You've shown up every day. And I still had like three or four hours of community service left and and she signed it off and she said to me, you know, you need to go home to New Zealand and forget that any of this ever happened and come back here and have a fresh start next year. And so I just smiled and I, and I thanked her and I went home to New Zealand, really, like I said earlier, determined to come back. You know, I was Sarah Bradley, the golfer. I was going to come back to Oklahoma State and, and really help the team and play play well like I had played in my in my freshman year, and um, so I, I worked really really hard when I was at home. I didn't spend much time with my family. I didn't spend much time with anyone. I spent all my time on the golf course, like getting better and in the gym, getting stronger. And uh, it was the day before I was due to fly back to the United States. I was with my dad. My mum had said to me, she was like, Sarah, you've spent no time with your father since you've been home. Um, can you go spend spend the day with him? And we went to go visit my, my grandparents um, that were over at the beach, which was an hour drive over a mountain range. And um, we had a great day. And then when we were driving back, um, my dad was like, hey, honey, like we had friends waiting for us at our house. It was going to be a long night. And he was like, why did you take a nap? Um, and then you'll be well rested by the time we get home. And so while we were driving home, um, my dad, I don't know if he had a stroke or a blackout or what happened, but he veered left. And when he, he hit the gravel on the side of the road, it was on the highway, he overcorrected and um, we did a T-bone. Um, my passenger door was hit by oncoming traffic at about 70 miles an hour. Um, oh, my. So we were hit by two cars. And... I don't remember any of this because I was asleep. Um, and, yeah, uh, from that point on, um, it's all a bit of a blur. I, I, I had a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury, um, where there was bleeding to my brain. Um, I, I, lost, I lost my short-term memory and um, spent quite a bit of time in, in recovery back in New Zealand. Um, and so they said it took like two and a half, two hours to get me out of the car. And they really thought that at the scene um, that I, I wasn't going to make it. But here I am, right? Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, as a 20-year-old, um, I kept journals every day to, to remind myself of what was going on because I didn't have my short-term memory. And... I mean, reading these journals, 
was just this this overarching theme of like, why am I here? Like, what's kept me here? Like, who am I? You know, because you look in the mirror and I was Sarah Bradley the golfer, right? Sarah Bradley the golfer who lived in America, but now I was, you know, Sarah Bradley, a girl who had a head injury, who was living at a parent's house in New Zealand. Um, I couldn't figure out, like, why am I here and what's my purpose? Um, oh, that's that just, I, I just get shivers up my spine with, with that. Sure. How did your dad, uh, he obviously survived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, he, I, I, a lot of injuries for him. Actually, no, no injuries. Um, but physically I think he had like some broken ribs, but I emotionally, I can imagine how scary it could be if there's any, any fathers out there who would witness um, their child going through what I went through. Right. Um, and it was kind of a, a rough season just because, uh, yeah, it was just hard. Um, I don't know if anyone has had a, had a head injury before, but it's an, it's an invisible injury, right? You look in the mirror and you look normal and there's no timeline. So if you put a, if you, break your arm, you put a cast on it, and in six weeks it's going to be fixed. But when it comes to a head injury, it's very similar to a stroke. Um, like, like being a stroke victim, um, you just don't know if you'll ever make a full recovery. Um, so it was a, a really, really long journey. Um, I had some beautiful people come into my life who um, helped me um, get back on track in terms of um, setting up really strict sleep routines and um, and things like that. Um, I was told that 25% of my brain is functioning, which I don't know what that means, <laughs> <laughs> how much of our brain we use, but um, but really told that I would never make a full recovery. Um, but so what what ended up happening was I I when I was allowed, I got the go ahead from my doctor to to leave New Zealand. So it was about eight months later and I left New Zealand, um, arrived in LA after a 13 hour flight. Um, and you know, I've been sleeping every day for the last eight months and just dreaming of what my return to America would be like. I was thinking it would be this glory story, right? Like everyone would be happy to see me after this, you know, this near death experience. And I arrived in LA and I went through immigration, and as soon as I got there, some uh, officers came and walked me away um, into a room and interrogated me for a while, asked me why there was a search warrant out for my arrest, and I was confused, right? I'm like, why? And I was trying to tell them, well, I don't have a memory. <laughs> like It was just very, very hard, but it was because of what had happened in I had a court date in January that previous year that I had been missing because I was in New Zealand because of I was recovering from my accident. And so this, this haunting thing of this mistake I'd made and, um, when I was back in Stillwater followed me. Um, and Sarah, I'm sorry. Sarah, are you still there? You know what? We uh, we lost Sarah. We're going to uh, take a break because, look, I'm at the end of my chair and I want to know what, what happened with that. She is Sarah Bradley Young, Director of College Women's Ministry uh, for Global Golf. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah Global Golf, at Sarah Global Golf. And as we talk more about uh, this ministry that Global Golf has, you can go to their website, globalgolforg.org globalgolforg.org. Again, she is Sarah Bradley Young. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell you. All about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We've got Sarah Bradley Young back, Director of College Women's Ministry for Global Golf. Again, you can follow her on Twitter or Instagram, at Sarah Global Golf. And their website is globalgolforg.org. So, Sarah, where, where we got disconnected, they they pulled you in the, in the uh, airport in Los Angeles, and they pulled you in the back and said, look, there's a warrant out for your arrest. So this one <laughs> mistake that I'm telling you, everybody I know in, in college has a, has a fake ID somehow, somewhere. And this has now stayed with you for uh, you know well over a year, and you just can't shake this thing, even though the people at Salvation Army said, look, you are done, honey. Go home. Go have fun. Don't worry about us back here. So what happened then in, in Los Angeles, and how did you get out of that? Well, you know, I wish I could have said that I had, I, I had prayed and been saved, <laughs> but I didn't. I was like, this crazy country, I had spent the last eight months just wanting to be back here, and now I'm back here. They don't want me. Um, I ended up eventually been able to show them doctor's records and um, evidence that I'd, I'd been at home in, in an accident, and, and they let me they let me off. Um, I uh, had missed flights, clearly, and I was, uh, if anyone's ever been in a plane, um, going down, uh, touching down in Oklahoma in the middle of a thunderstorm, you can imagine how um, crazy it is, but we were... Uh, coming into Oklahoma, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, massive storm, and we get onto the tower mat, and I'm just wanting to get to Stillwater. And um, we arrive there, and people are screaming and praying, and, you know, and I'm, like, wondering who on earth they're praying to. Um, then we landed in, Still, uh, in Oklahoma City, and the door was jammed on the plane, and someone yelled out from the back of the plane, well, somebody's on this plane who God doesn't want to be in Oklahoma. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> that means, like, what is going on? And then um, it just, yeah, I, I stepped off the plane, and it was an empty airport. There was no one there. Um, and then I, I really sat on my bags on the curbside um, outside of the airport, and I, for the first time in eight or nine months, I was actually able to, to cry. Um, that was part of my head injury was not being able to show emotion, but I was just kind of so overwhelmed um, at why my life just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. Um, so I ended up getting back to Oklahoma State. Um, things weren't going great with my recovery. Um, I was having a really hard time trying to play golf in, in the heat. I really just wanted to prove to everyone that I could still play golf and um, in reality, I, I couldn't really. I, I actually needed to spend most of my days sleeping, but I just thought that if I could leave New Zealand and get back to America, everything would be better again. Right. Um, it wasn't necessarily the case. So I was getting ready to, to leave college golf altogether. Um, I started, um, yeah, I just wanted to go back to New Zealand. And um, my coach, he's now the assistant coach at, Oklahoma State for the men's program, but his name was Donnie Dar, and he pulled me aside and he said he used to be the head coach at um, Ohio State, and he said to me, "Hey, would you consider transferring to Kent State University?" And I was like, "Kent State? Where's that?" And he said, "Ohio." And I was like, "Ohio? Like where's that?" <laughs> and, and, um, and is there a beach anywhere close to Ohio? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, apparently there was right and late. Uh, in, in Cleveland, um, so I went up to uh, I, I went up to Ohio and um, and I went up there and I sorry I got distracted. Um, right. I, I went up there and I met the most incredible man. His name was Mike Morrow. Um, he was the golf coach at Kent State University, 
And um, he offered me a scholarship um, pretty much and without seeing me swing a golf club, but going off the basis that he was told that I was uh, like a, a good person. <laughs> and um, so I, yeah, I ended up accepting the scholarship and I, and I went up there to Kent State and I got to spend the first six months just recovering. I didn't have to play. They had no expectation from me, except they gave me a learning specialist and she gave me this, um, this challenge, like, hey, we're going to trick your brain into remembering things. Um, so, I, so um, and it was became a kind of an almost a, a game to try and get my memory back um, so I could pass my, my college um, and with my degree. And I ended up becoming an All-American scholar while I was up there. I did end up passing my, um, getting a good GPA um, and helping the team out that way. The key, the key thing happened when I, I, I was on campus one day. Um, it was snowing. I think I've made it no, no secret to you, Mike, that I'm not a fan of snow. No, I'm not a fan of the cold. And I had never really seen snow before I lived in um, Ohio. I thought I had seen it in Oklahoma, but that was ice. Um, but really, one day I was walking across campus, and it was snowing, and I was just, really not happy with with my life and what, where it had been and how on earth did I get to Ohio um, and why am I here? And every time I'd start thinking that way, there would be a guy who'd crossed my path and he was blind. And one morning he was walking along and he was singing at the top of his lungs. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning on campus and it had been snowing. It was freezing cold. And he was just la di da di da di da like singing. And I held the door open for him as he walked into a building and he said, he was like, well, thank you. And I said, no worries. And he goes, wait, he dropped his cane. He was like, wait, you're a New Zealander. And he pulled me close to him and he gave me a hug. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, my, my pastor is from New Zealand. And I was like, okay. Um, And then we started talking and he, he said to me, Hey, have you seen me on campus before? And I said, yeah. And he goes, can you make sure that if you see me, um, you reach out and you say hello because I, I won't see you. And I said, yeah, sure. And then he, every time he would leave me, he would tell me that, you know, Jesus loves you. And um, whenever I started questioning my life, like why am I here, what is my purpose, Michael would cross my path. And it was always at, like, that was his name. It was always at the most inconvenient times and I didn't really want to, um, you know, be stopped. And he one day... Um, stopped me and he asked me if he could share something with me and he pulled out his little braille which is a you know his bible um, and he started sharing the gospel with me and just broke down in tears um, and shared his testimony with me and I um, looked at him and I was like okay this is a little bit strange but this is awesome Um, and then I went home to New Zealand for a summer holiday I didn't see Michael again for about another six months um, it was summer here, and I went back to finish an internship in New Zealand and had found myself in a pretty low spot again and wanted to, like, not really carry on with this life. I was just so mad um, at how everything had turned out. So different to what I thought when I first stepped on the plane to go to America when I was 19. Um, and I was walking around the lake, and the song came on. It was raining. And a song came on on my iPod back in the day when we didn't have iPhones, we had iPods. Um, and the song was called Lead Me to the Cross. Mm. And I couldn't figure out how the song made it to my iPod, but I listened to the lyrics and I just, um, it talked about um, just the, the, the love of Jesus and the love that he poured out on the cross for us. And I was walking, it was quite dramatic, Mike, <laughs> but I was walking around the lake pouring rain and I stopped and I just looked up and I was like, really, Jesus, are you real right now? Because I don't, I don't understand how this could happen and then this could happen and this could happen. And I continued walking and I said, if, if, if you're real, you have to show me because um, I have a real hard time believing. And then I turned the corner and there ridden across the dirt and this dirt path was just, I love you, Sarah. And 
in that moment, I oh. I got it. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I got it. And I gave my life to Christ and told him um, that I would follow him if he showed me how. <laughs> and, well, yeah. I, you know, Sarah, I have, uh, again, uh, every time in this in this segment, and we're in segment three now, and it's just a marvelous story. And I, there are so many things that have crossed your path that I just thank God for. And certainly, mm-hmm. Michael, you know, to be able to hear your voice and say, are you from New Zealand? Because that's where my pastor is from. I, I, You know, for him to step out and for him to say, hey, can I share something with you? I, I just think, you know, I thank God for people like that. I, I just do, sir, because if, if you know, that this is what we're commissioned to do. We're supposed to do that, but it's a very difficult thing for a lot of us to do that. To be able to say, mm-hmm. hey, let me talk about this part of my life. We're going to get to a quick break. We're going to continue our conversation. And I just, uh, man, I love your testimony, Sarah. It just means so much because you've you've come back a number of times from some some places and some things that, that may have had people in the fetal position where they would have said, you know what, I, I don't believe because of this is what happened to me, and if there was this, then why would he allow me to, to, to get in this car accident, to have this memory loss, to do this, to do that, and, and for you to hear that song, have no idea why you heard it and why when you came around the corner somebody had put that there. I just, it's awesome. She is Sarah Bradley Young, Director of College Women's uh, Ministry, you can go to their website, and uh, it is globalgolforg.org. And I promise that we're going to have her on another show, and we're going to talk a lot about what she's trying to accomplish on college campuses. But I wanted you to know her. I wanted you to get to meet her and and, her, and hear her testimony and, and get a chance to kind of get a feel for the kind of young lady that she is, and she's going to be a phenomenal mother. I can tell you this, that I believe <laughs> – that this little baby that's coming in a couple of months to her and her husband, Kyle, just the luckiest baby ever. Just as this baby is just going to be filled with love from this woman. And I'm such a fan of hers. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. I'm going to dry my eyes a little bit. And then we'll continue with Sarah Bradley Young. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses has stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and our special guest. And, and uh, boy, I'm, I'm just a bigger fan of hers now than I, than I was two weeks ago doing all this research with her. I, I, and I thank Michael who, um, you know, reached out and said, hey, I have something to tell you. And and I, I can tell you that this has changed her life, obviously. She is Sarah Bradley Young, Director of College Women's Ministry for Global Golf. During the, during the break, I told Sarah that I promise once this baby is born and you guys are in, a, in some sort of uh, routine that I would have her back on because I want to talk more about what she's doing on college campuses with Global Golf but I, I just find her story and her life so riveting that I wanted to really stay with this. So, Sarah, we just have about seven or eight minutes left in the segment. When you then uh, came around the corner and, and and you saw that, can you talk and, and, and you, you basically went to your knees and said, Lord, you, I'm, I'm yours. What has changed mm-hmm. so much in, in, in your life? And talk a little bit about the difference in, in what you're doing now compared to who you were back then. Yeah. Uh, so drastically changed my my whole life. I um, came back to the U.S. and I had to kind of try and figure out how to how to play golf out of this new identity, you know, of one that wasn't desperate to 
um, to win or to prove herself. Um, but I had an incredible, um, incredible college experience. And I look back on both Oklahoma State and and Kent State. I, I love both of those programs and those schools so much because they were so pivotal in shaping who I am today. Um, but I left college with this, um, still this desire to see if I could play professional golf. I went back to New Zealand. Um, I still had the side effects of my head injury, um, really, really poor, bad migraines. I could barely make it through, really, around the golf without um, without wanting to go have a, have a sleep under the tree. Or, um, But one day I, I was, I was um, in a church back home in New Zealand, um, and there was an altar call for healing. And I didn't know that I believed in that. I hadn't really heard about that before, but... Somehow I found myself up there and um, I was prayed over. And that day it was like April 12, 2013. And I was I was healed from, from my head injury, completely healed. Um, and it, it was a, a, long, a long process, about an hour of people praying. And, but I haven't had a migraine since. Um, and then I went on to go to the LPGAQ school. I came back here in, into the States, and it was a dream getting back here um, to America. I love it here. I love the people. I just, I just love, I love golf. I love, love everything about the U.S. Um, and I thought I had made it. I, I had made it through to, to stage two um, in the LPGA school qualifying. Um, I didn't make it quite make it to final stage, but. I had plans to go and play professionally, and then I got back to New Zealand, and my my dad, um, who I was in the car accident with, he he they found out what had caused our accident, and it was a um, a hole that he had had in his heart, which was causing strokes. Mm. So long story short, I, I stayed um, I stayed in New Zealand for for another four or five months while my dad was in recovery. Um, they have a busy cafe restaurant and I stepped in as as the cook and and the sous chef there and it really put a halt on me playing professional golf and I got a phone call from um, Annie Young she was the, at the time the head golf coach at Colorado State University and she said hey I noticed you're not you're not playing um, come be my assistant and I prayed about it and yeah I was on the next plane to Colorado and that was my entry into coaching. And I thought, this is how I can give back to college golfers is through becoming a coach. Um, the issues that I had had with um, my visa because of the stupid mistake I made when I was used a fake ID continued to haunt me because I could not get an H-1B visa, like oh. a working visa. So I ended up in Tulsa where they promised me a, a visa, but they couldn't get me one. Um, and I ended up staying on a student visa and getting my MBA while coaching full-time um, as an assistant coach. And that's where I met my husband, Kyle, who played basketball and football at TU. Um, so that's kind of a quick version of the last, oh, of the boy. last eight hey, years. But um, You've got to – hey, it's here with just a couple of minutes. You've got to be so happy to – I know that, that this ministry, that, that you're the director of the College Women's Ministry with Global mm-hmm. Golf – it's not because it's COVID. It's not to a point where where you had hoped. But I know, and, and again, we only have two minutes left. But I know that in yeah. the future, that this is something that um, that you are uh, are really planning on having, you know, throughout the country. And and I know that's a big step. And 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 you're hoping the Lord, obviously, you know, will help us with this. But that is something that uh, you will definitely get back to once uh, once you give birth and and uh, spend some time with this baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. So being in college ministry has been a, a huge blessing. It's like they're mentoring roles with girls from all, all across the country, all around the world. And, um, and I'm excited to continue these relationships. Um, my, the harvest is plenty, but the work is a few. Um, so I'm really praying right now. Um, and I'm hoping there are two girls I'm speaking to, um, one on the West Coast and one on the East Coast who are both married and um, feel called to go into ministry. And so we're talking about what that looks like for them. Um, obviously, a lot of fundraising is, is required um, um, for 
not only salary expenses but resources as well. We travel a lot um, with uh, with the um, tournaments around the country. So, and that's um, and Sarah, I'm sure that's a really important part. Globalgolforg.org. Globalgolforg.org. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling led to help Sarah in this ministry, um, there's a place there that you can go on that website and donate. So whether it's ten dollars, a hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever it is, if you're if you love golf the way Sarah does, and you want to continue, you want to help her continue this ministry in college women's golf. Um, please do that, Sarah. We are out of time, and I'm so sorry for that. I, I promise that that once things settle down for you a little bit, um, I will have you back, and we'll spend that entire hour about global golf and some of the things that you offer, some of the things that you guys do on college campuses. But I just really wanted you to be able to tell your story a little bit on this show. And and segment two with Sarah Bradley Young will come in six or seven months. Um, Thank you so much for your time. God bless you and Kyle. And uh, certainly good luck with with the delivery of this, uh, your your first child coming up here in a few weeks. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. You bet. Again, Sarah Bradley Young, Follow her on Twitter, Sarah Global Golf, and Instagram as well, and then globalgolforg.org. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, everybody's got a purpose. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.